Welcome to AM. My name is Richard Conway, and this is the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome along to episode 40 of the Age Group Multisport Podcast and thank you for all your support. We've finally hit 40. It's a milestone. It's not a big milestone, but since we started this in May of 2020, um, when lockdown was in place, um, we didn't know where it was going to go and uh, yeah, we've, we've done all right. We've got quite a few listeners and we've had some fantastic guests on uh, and I'd just like to thank them all for coming on and sharing their fantastic stories um, so on episode 40 we've got um, an age grouper if you remember the last episode was a special with uh, Athletica AI and HIT um, guru Paul Larson um, I hope you enjoyed that one it was really interesting to hear Paul's thoughts on uh, where he was going to take Athletica AI and the background behind it. Uh, great platform. Um, I'm on it. And if you haven't heard of it, go back and listen to that episode and uh, check it out. AthleticaAI.com um, So yeah, uh, this, this episode we've got an age grouper on. And as I said... Uh, Quite a quite a special one to me. This is um, one of my training partners, uh, a long-time friend, and an inspiration to uh, everybody who's met him, basically. He's on in years in the age group categories. Uh, he won't mind me saying that. And, um, yeah, he's just he just doesn't stop. He's fantastic. He trains with us um, a couple of times a week. We swim together. And then we do a track session on a Saturday morning, um, which includes sprints. And seeing somebody um, like this guy putting the effort in and the consistency is is inspiring to everybody. So I hope you enjoy his story. The man in question is uh, John Sharp, who's an age grouper and has raced all around the world. Um, yeah, and he is just... I want to be like him when I'm his age, put it that way. Um, something to aim for. So that's coming up. Um, things are going okay, training-wise. We're uh, carrying on with the physio and the legs getting better each week. And the running is improving. We're getting, um, we're getting to run longer. We're getting to run faster. Um, and there's not as much aching. So that's good. Still cracking on with the yoga and um, strength training at the uh, Meridian Leisure Centre, local leisure centre, which is a great facility. And um, yeah, swimming and running and biking and all the usual. So weather's uh, took a turn for the worst. At the weekend it was snowing and then it went back up to about 10 degrees. Uh, and then we've had snow this morning as I'm recording this. So, uh, yeah, I think in December we've done quite well. And, um, 
yeah, I think winter's upon us. Christmas is around the corner, so we can't really expect much else. Uh, been listening to a couple of good podcasts the last week while I've uh, been working, and the first one um, is is a one called the Human Performance Triathlon Podcast by Simon Ward, um, and he's uh, always a good listen. And on this episode, he had Johnny Brownlee. I haven't really heard too many interviews by Johnny Brownlee, but uh, yeah, it's quite interesting, down to earth as you would expect. Uh, true Yorkshireman, uh, no airs, no graces, just loves what he does. And he, he was talking about how he got through um, lockdown. And um, most interesting, I found, was when he was discussing the uh, episode when Alistair took him across, picked him up and took him across the line. And he was saying that it's took him nearly four years to get over that. The dehydration had a massive effect on um, his performance, which is a bit of an eye-opener, really, to see somebody of that calibre really suffer. Um, and he said it's only the last, I don't know, year or so that he's uh, felt anything like his, his old self So when he's been racing. so But it's good to see he's come out the other side of it all. And, uh, yeah, really good interview. So if you have chance... Listen to that, the Simon Ward Human Performance uh, Podcast. And then the other podcast that I've uh, listened to, or one of them that I've listened to recently, was the Geraint Thomas Cycling Podcast. And he has a, a different guest on each week, and it's very funny, very entertaining. Um, and I don't know whether you saw on Instagram, um, he'd put up pictures of him sat in the back of an Uber his bike had been nicked, so he was explaining um, about that and how it had, how it all unfolded. So um, he got his bike back, thankfully. Uh, quite an expensive Pinarillo. Um, the police found a fourteen-year-old um, riding along the road on it. Uh, obviously, took a took a shine to Geraint's bike and uh, thought he'd have a have a go. <laughs> And um, these these police pulled the pulled the kid over and um, obviously took his bike and well informed Garrett that they'd found his bike and so off he went to pick it up. So, yeah, and then he posted later on on Instagram some pictures with the police that had found his bike and yeah, so so it can happen to the best of us if you don't look after your equipment, lock it up. There's a there's a tip, lock it up. And then finally. At the end of the show, we've got another life hack. And on this episode, our life hack is going to be the relaxation method that I've found. And it's called Yoga Nidra. And I do quite a bit of yoga, but I'd never heard of this. Uh, and Mrs. C, she calls it a nana nap. <laughs> and basically, that's what it is. It's, it's, yeah, I found some on YouTube. And, you, yeah, you're just basically listening to somebody's voice. Um, so that's that's going to be the lifestyle hack. Um, we'll, we'll have a chat about that after the main event, which is coming up now. Uh, hope you enjoy this one. Uh, really top bloke. Like I said, inspiring to everybody. Um, and I hope you get something out of it. And um, yeah, see you on the other side. Welcome along to episode 40 of AMP. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce friend... And training partner John Sharp. Thank you very much. Yes, no nice to be here. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll just crack straight on into the uh, history, brief history of, of what you what you did as a kid growing up. Okay. And uh, how you got into multi-sport. Right, well, story starts really at school, I suppose. Um, school was um, uh, interesting from a sports point of view because... Um, uh, it was a chore for the teachers and basically we did very little any excuse for the teachers not to do it they didn't sure uh, uh, just and just to give some context john what uh, time was this what <laughs> not without revealing your age <laughs> this would be uh well shall we say 1947 onwards <laughs> yeah. um um, I know a bit later than that actually 1950 onwards not 47 that's uh, yeah um, from starting school really there was very very little emphasis given to sport in those days yeah. um, a a everything was um, so different to what it is now you know um, so on from there really when I was uh, 15 14 15 year old I started playing tennis um, I did play for a local club um, until around about 17 or 18. I didn't stick it for long, to be honest, um, but got to a reasonable standard. Um, and then after that, um, I got interested in music and um, music really took over from, from that age onwards. Mm. And from then um, until... I would say my mid-forties, um, when I, um, a bricklayer I employed was a golfer, uh, persuaded me to try and hit a golf ball, <laughs> <laughs> and much to my disgust my wife hit it far better than I did. <laughs> um, then I actually got into golf and, and um, sort of got reasonably competent at golf. We, yeah. I played quite a few competitions. My wife did as well, and she did better than I did, really. Got through to national um, championships. Mm -hmm. um, and um, as things do, you play uh, golf. Uh, I played golf for some 10, yeah, 10, 15 years, something, yeah. 10, 12 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then these things do a natural turn around and... Uh, then uh, a friend of mine um, had a windsurfing set and uh, <laughs> he said, why do you have a go at this? So I started windsurfing mm. and uh, never was really very brilliant at it. Uh, Richard Hobson will tell you. Um, and um, he, uh, I, I sort of kept that up for a few years and then naturally as things do it turned over again you yeah. know yeah. um then when i got to being in my mid 60s i um a dog the dogs that we had then i used to walk up the lane every day like everybody does you know and got to thinking well if i can walk up here i'm way overweight why don't i run a bit you know right okay and that's how we all started really yeah. and i i to start with, I could run maybe 10 yards, would yeah. be, <laughs> and yeah. that was maybe an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then uh, beyond that, I got to run a bit further, a bit further, a bit further, and then got to run a couple of miles and a few miles and, and uh, thought no more after that, but still continued to run just for pleasure, yeah. really. You enjoyed it? I enjoyed it, yeah. And then uh, I met... Um, I actually was still playing in bands at that point, and uh, I met a, a guy... A drummer, mm. um, um, called Steve, um, Steve Johnson, and uh, I got to know him quite well, and we became really good friends. And he said to me one night, um, Steve, our lad, was an he's a ex runner mm. and quite a decent ex marathon runner. Yeah. Um, and um, he said to me one night. Um, I'm going to enter a triathlon. Do you fancy doing with with me? And I said, um, no, not really, because I, can <laughs> I can't swim the length of the pool. <laughs> and, at, and at that point, as you heard about triathlons then? Yeah, it was starting to get popular. So what, um, what sort but, of period was that? Uh, um, that would be uh, about nine years ago. Yeah. Um, it would be about nine years ago, so there'd be I'd be sixty-seven, sixty. Yeah, I was sixty-seven, I think. Oh yeah, when you yeah. first started. Yeah. And that was the first triathlon, and and uh, Steve said to me, "Well, you'll have to learn how to swim a bit better." Yeah. So I spent four nights a week at the leisure centre. Right, and did you have lessons then? S Steve, to be fair, right, okay. taught me to start with because yeah. it, I literally could not swim the length of the yeah. pool, and I had three and a half months to. To do it before the trial before i had 400 meters to swim yeah, yeah. was that the lo local louth triathlon? that was a louth triathlon yeah. yeah um and no i'm misleading you there it wasn't it was brig brig yeah yeah um i'm sure it was actually thinking back it was it was brig age group and I wouldn't mind mainly because there was the limited picture. numbers I the in my <laughs> yeah I remember the picture I think of you getting your trophy yeah uh, but I can't remember which one it was no I can't yeah. you know, well, so that was the first one that anyway. was uh, from memory that was my first yeah, yeah because ah I'll reiterate actually my first one was going to be Woodall Spa yeah but the day um, Steve did it and um, um, Gillian Yes. Gillian, she did it. Yeah. But it was a horrendous day. And I will admit, I pulled out of it. I didn't yeah. start. Didn't fancy it. It was horrendous. Mm. Um, and so that led me on to Brig. That's, it yeah. would be Brig when so I did had, the next one. You, you still had something that you wanted to get off your, yeah, off your chest because right. you, yeah. you didn't do that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, after that, then I sort of got the bug really, yeah. and and triathlon was beginning to sh figure in television and and uh, and basically, and of course, when you become interested in something, you look for it. Don't Would have you? been round about the Olympics time then, was it? Mm, do you know, I can't answer that, Richard. I really can't. Um, it would be nine years ago. Um, mm. uh, yes, it would it be. Probably would would be around that time. Yeah. Yes, it w probably yeah. would be, yeah. But it started to be like a lot of these sports, isn't it? They yeah. be gaining popularity. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, once they get into the Olympics, that's it, isn't it? Especially yes. when you have the Brownlee brothers that are... Absolutely. You know, and, of course, that all started up at that, that yeah. point. You would be about right. Yeah, and it it, um, it fuels your enthusiasm yeah. for doing it, doesn't it? You yeah. know, 
and uh, and from then on I just started to enter as much as I could yeah um, and then within my age group capacity doing reasonably well yeah um, then I started to look for qualifiers right. you know so just going back to um, your, your first one you did you just train on your own? Did you have any plans? Or no. Because obviously Steve was helping you with the swimming. Yeah, my plan was to be able to swim 400 yeah, so metres and the nailed, rest of so You nailed that. What about the bike? You'd already started running. What about the bike? Then? Yeah, um, I mean, like everybody, most people can ride a bike, yeah. you know, and that was it. Yeah. I did I did a little bit of training, but nothing, nothing like no. what has developed, yeah. you know, over so the when time. So when did that, because um, I'm trying to, Obviously, knowing you, I'm trying to find out because I did a I did a taster um, that the leisure centre had put on with Doug. Oh yes, there was a taster yeah, day. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, and then I think you did a you did you do a taster day after that? No, I don't, I've never done a taster no. day. No. So how did the how did they because you you started the club, didn't you? You did. Yeah. So how did that come about? Uh, we it came about by actually Gillian and myself, Gillian uh, Fuster that is. Um, she was once I'd started swimming, she came to me, um, or her husband said to me, "Oh, Gillian really wants to do a triathlon," and she'd never trained or anything before. And I, she, he said, um, "You know what are you doing? Uh, how are you?" Tra-? I said, "Well, I'm just running, you know, and yeah. and things and." And Gillian and myself started to train together, and at her suggestion, she said, "Shall we go to the spinning class at Meridian?" Mm. Which we did, mm. and uh, which was really good actually. And after the second or third time there, this guy we kept meeting there, uh, we got chatting to, um, who subsequently turned out to be Simon Sharp. Um, and no relation, <laughs> although he, he still insists he's my son. But <laughs> <laughs> he, um, we knocked our heads together and uh, said, why don't we start a triathlon club? And yeah. that's how it started. And it right. started in the passageway upstairs at the Meridian Centre. Yeah. Um, and then the Meridian Centre, can't remember his name now, it was... Uh, Chris. Chris. Yeah. It was Chris said, oh, you can have this meeting room and and it, it, a few interested parties came together and that's how the club started right. yeah. um, with Simon being the first chairman of course right. well he was chairman for two years he was, yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, and the rest history as they say yeah. with the with the club yeah. so, and I think going back to then going into the the age group um, I think you were probably one of the first within the club to actually yeah, to race, qualify. And yeah, qualify and then race. Yeah, that's right. So how did that? How did you find out about age group to begin with? Uh, age group, do you know? I honestly can't tell you. I think it came about through uh, British Triathlon Federation. Um, I think it would be probably something I read, um, or or it was getting general knowledge within the club about it. Yeah. And uh, my first qualifier was. Rutland, yeah, Rutland Water, and it was Dambuster. And um, was that Olympic distance? It was, yeah, yeah. Um, sprints I find difficult because I'm not fast enough, yeah. you know. Um, what was that a qualifier for? That was a qualifier for the world championships, right. yeah. In 
Chicago, believe it or not. <laughs> I do believe it. I think you mentioned it once or twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I th- yeah. So going back, I think it was you. You were probably the the one of the first. Yes. Uh, yeah. To actually get the kit and and then it sort of inspired a lot of us to oh. What's John? What's John? What's John doing? What's he done? <laughs> what's, what's he done? So, and that inspired a lot of us to actually find out and and make. Yes, our own it, way yeah, into, it did. The, the seemed, the I mean, there was quite a few qualified after that. Were, um, yeah, yes, I mean, there it, were. It was, with with great lot success. Yeah. Um, I do remember that just going back to uh, when we first started the club, that. Um, I was a member at uh, Meridian and in the changing room, in the members changing room, I met a young man in there who was being just recovering from um, a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. which he apparently regularly had because he raced motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did say to him, how do you ever fancy doing triathlon? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, of course was um, Ross. Right. Um, and he joined the club after that, and right. and the rest is history for yeah, him because yeah. he's done very extremely well, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's been successful this year, hasn't he? Was he British champion? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was then from the start, really, yeah. you know. Um, and then various people who you can go yeah. back to, you know, when you start to remember. You yeah, know. I think there must have been a good eight to ten. Oh, I mean, from the start, we were so lucky yeah. that that there were there were athletes really. Mm. Uh, John Broomfield, yeah, uh, um, for <coughs> one. I mean, phenomenal athlete, and yeah. he's done incredibly yeah. well, you know. And we we had a nucleus of maybe half a dozen athletes who were extremely good from a standing start, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd, and I think we were envy of a lot of clubs at that time, you know. Craig Oliver, who used to be a member in those days, you yeah. know, a swimmer who you you know, without match as far as I've seen. You Absolutely, know. yeah. yeah. There wasn't and and Julian uh, Harriet and yeah. and people like that. I mean, they were all incredible athletes. Yeah, I suppose and, when you think about it, there was probably more than more than eight to ten. There was. Yeah, there probably was. Well you, over, well over a dozen. Yeah, when you yeah. look back, you know, yeah. which are now a Boston Tri Club, of course, those uh, those ones. But they were all Louth at one point. Yeah. You know, because you think, that was the only club around, wasn't it? Other than uh, Grimsby, there wasn't any other. I don't think even Grimsby was on the go then. Yeah, there were. Yeah, were they? Yeah, there were, uh, yeah. right. Yeah, because um, Tracy was a member of. Oh, was it Cleethorpes? They were. Yeah, Cleethorpes weren't. Wasn't yeah. now. That's right. Yeah, so. yeah. But we had a we had an actual plethora of of yeah. of incredible athletes, yeah. and I think we were the envy of a lot of clubs yeah. at that time. Yeah, know? it was uh, it was really good. So your experience spurred you on, didn't it? I remember you you, you came back and you're absolutely buzzing after racing in the worlds and oh, absolutely. And it, like I, I mean, I, I know I bang on about Chicago a bit, but yeah. uh, and it raises a smile with a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, I don't mind, you know. Um, that was an incredible experience and yeah. probably still the best yeah. by a long chalk. Is, do you think that was because it's your first or because of where it was? Both, I think. Yeah. Um, I was lucky to have Ross there as well, yeah. who gave me quite a bit of support. And um, and uh, several of the Brits contingent there, uh, that once they know that you've never done it, yeah. anything like that before, it was a phenomenal experience, incredibly well organised. Mm. And to actually sh- cycle race cycle through the middle of Chicago you know on private roads yeah. was just an experience behold you know um, 
be it there was a section through an underground car park <laughs> which which a lot of cyclists <coughs> came to grief on because you went from bright sunlight into black and there was a hairpin bend, I always remember it, you dropped down into this car park um, and it was just black. Mm. Unfortunately, it was a hairpin left and several cyclists didn't realise and rode straight into the wall at the end. Oh dear. Yeah, one Japanese guy who in particular, he was littered all over the floor when I got to mm. him, but he was okay, yeah. but he'd just gone, smacked the bike, smashed the bike completely. Yeah, but yes, that was an experience. Yeah. yeah, it was. And since then, you've done how many more? Um, how many more worlds have I done? Um, well, just general representing. Oh, four or five, yeah. I think now. Yeah, yeah. Um, in duathlon as well as uh, yeah. as uh, triathlon. Yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant experience. I would recommend it if anybody can qualify, do it. Yeah. You know, um, and okay, you might not win. But if you're there doing it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all levels, isn't it? You know it I mean? is. It is. Some yeah. people are just gifted yeah. and then go to the first one and and pull off the big one. You know, other Absolutely. people can be yeah. racing for years and never even get on the podium. But it doesn't matter because you know you've put the effort in to get to wear that kit and get to that race. Absolutely. And that's what, that's yeah. what matters, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. You know, we'd all love yeah. to be on the podium, but yeah, it's just not. There's only three yes. spots. There is. There is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Only three spots. Yeah. So, and it's about the enjoyment, really. At the end of the day, you do it for yourself, yeah, you know. Um, and if you're successful at it, fine, you know. But in in the meantime, you get to see places you would never get to do, and yeah. to cycle places you would never get to do, yeah, you know. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all in all, it um, brings us. Well, that brought us up to really the lockdown, didn't it? And then everything yeah. stopped. That's right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think we're quite lucky because. It's so ingrained in us now that even though lockdown, we still, because it's part of what we do, isn't it? And if we don't cycle, swim and run, then it, you become a bit frustrated, don't you? You do, you do, yeah. And I know it's sort of like, knock, we knocked it back quite a bit because we had to, but even so, Indeed, we're still, yeah. still doing as much as we could, I guess. I, well, I lost a bit of momentum, Did I will you, admit, yeah, yeah. yeah. After, after the lockdown and, and what have you, and everything just kept cancelled, though. Yeah. The Worlds was cancelled three times, I think, now, in uh, that should have gone to um, Canada. Um, but, um, and then you sort of think, well, you know, what am I training for, really? Yeah. And I did lose lose a momentum, I will say that. Mm. And and started about a couple of months, three months ago now. Yeah. Um, and started again, really. Yeah. So what are we aiming for, then? For next year, well, it just depends what's on. You know, what would you like? What would you like to go for? I would like to do a uh, cross try. Really, yes. yeah. that's that's really one of my aims. Whether whether it's year or the following year, yeah. whatever happens to come up that yeah. isn't cancelled. Well, yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to do the winter triathlon. Um, but qualifying from a skiing point of view is going to be difficult. Mm. Um, unless I can get them to accept roller skis. Uh, roller ski and, and even then your choice is limited mm. in this country anyway yeah um it is difficult i mean i have a background in skiing um and um i'm sure i'm well enough to do it yeah. but uh, they just don't seem to accept that you know yeah. 
Um, anyway, that's for the future. If I can, I will. Yeah. You know, I yeah. shall go for it. Well, it's something to to aim for, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It is. Cool. Well, good luck with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's your favourite um, bit of kit that you've you've favourite bit of kit you've what? had or you've got? Or you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new bike. We always want a new bike, don't we? Everyone N who wants a new bike. N plus one. <laughs> so Which we were saying that um, the difference between me, a two grand bike and a ten grand bike, was maybe two seconds. And case in point, I was going to do a name drop about Rotterdam World Championships, um, was that when we came out of the swim, I was about eighth in my age group. Mm. And of course, you were all racked together. Um, and as we got to the, as we got on the bike, I was in front by maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. That's how much you can make in yeah. transition. You know, there was, you know, there was so slow getting the wetsuits off that it just gave me that impetus, like you know. Yeah. And um, it just reiterates the point that. Spending ten grand on a bike to save two seconds is pointless. Absolutely. Really, you know what I mean. Yeah. As much as I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> as we all, as we all would. As much as I'd love to. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. So your bike, your bike basically is your favourite. Yeah, it's got to be on it really, because yeah. it's the only bit that you. Although everything can make a difference. Everything. I mean, I've tried every bottle cage imaginable, <laughs> and made some. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, uh, you get down to whatever you feel comfortable with. I think you? that's the key, isn't it? You, it? All these things can save time, and obviously, the more the more expensive, usually the lighter and quicker and better yeah. they are. But at the end of the day, it's what you can do with that piece of equipment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you know. Another thing that I don't use, which 99.9% .9 of triathletes do use, and that is clipping pedals. Yeah. I don't use clipping pedals. So why is that then? Um, I found, uh, especially for sprints, that to uh, once you're out the swim um, and you, you're trying to get into your bike shoes and then, you know, for clippings, and then when you come back, you've got to change shoes again. I found that putting my running shoes on, and I adapted some cage uh, pedals mm. that fit my uh, running shoes exactly, and give me nearly as much lift as you would get on a clipping. Mm. I don't see the advantage. Yeah. I think at my level, yeah. I will add. <laughs> you well, know? that's it, isn't it? It's all about what works for you. You know, people yeah. might look at that and think, well. And some people are well, uncomfortable using clippings, yeah. uh, especially the beginners. You oh, know, definitely. I think we all we've all been there. Well, yeah. we've started with clip clippings, and yeah. and then you end up falling off. But that's a rite of passage, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I've done that. Um, but yes. Yeah, so generally speaking, I don't use clippings. Yeah. Um, I keep threatening to try it again. Yeah. But I really don't see at my level mm. the advantage. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, when you think about it, I mean, I don't know as how you, uh, when you're climbing, I'm consciously pull up when I remember. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, that whole cycle, as in one rotation on the, on the pedal, it's, 
I think either unless it's ingrained and it's a skill that you've got to learn absolutely to be able to not just push down but also scrape back and pull up yes that's the whole thing so you're not you're not pedaling squares you're actually pedaling circles yes and yeah. it isn't it isn't a natural thing that you would do that's right and it is it's like I've just said it's a skill that you've got to practice so yes indeed you know. yeah I yeah. tried oval front chain rings yeah um, and actually I liked them but I made the mistake of getting the wrong size and right. it was too big a gear for me yeah um, so I I actually got rid of them and uh, I haven't bought any smaller ones yet but yeah. I will say I did like them mm. yeah I did like yeah, them I mean that's another thing that some people like and some people don't like yeah it feels weird yeah. it does feel weird yeah. but um, I, I think found it's all personal choice it, it is it is yeah, yeah. I agree yeah, yeah. Um, there's so much to go at isn't there on, on kit that what works for one person doesn't necessarily oh, indeed. work for absolutely for others, yeah so. yeah it, and uh, yeah and it's very much down to how and and what sort of distances you do and i've never done anything longer than a olympic distance yeah. but yeah. um i can imagine middle distance is a different set again on that do you think you will i've always thought i might do yeah, <laughs> yeah i've always thought i might give yeah. one a go yeah. um I've run one half marathon, mm. which nearly killed me, <laughs> uh, mainly because I didn't prepare for it. But um, that's the thing. Isn't yeah, it? with these these distances, you've got to go all in and just actually. Yeah, you've got. Well, to, like everything, you've yeah, got to. You've got. I've never run that distance yeah. in my life, and thought that would be a good idea, and didn't prepare for it, and paid the price. Really, I I, I got there, but yeah. um, you know. It well, wasn't the quickest of times. I was aiming for two hours, and it ended up at two hours and twenty. <laughs> twenty minutes disappeared somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes disappeared because yeah. you, you didn't give it. You didn't give it the training. Oh no, nothing. You've got to respect the distances as well. Yeah, you? absolutely. You know, you think, oh, it's only two ten k's or whatever it is. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, cool. So, what advice, hints, tips would you give to? New people wanting to get into triathlon or multi-sport and for those who would, are in it already and like to qualify for age group? Um, I think um, for newbies, um, just do what I did. Give it a try. Mm. Um, <laughs> excuse the pun. <laughs> um, and um, give it a go, even, even, on a, even on the super sprint. You know, a short one if yeah. you're not confident to do any further the than that. The go tries. Yeah, the go tries. Yeah, there's lots of them about now. There is a lot about, yeah. yeah. And just give it a try. Don't spend a lot of money. You know, um, give it, give it a go and see, see how you get on. Mm. And often as not, you'll get hooked off that one. Yeah. Like I did, really. Yeah. Um, as for um, what was the other? The it's, other question was um, for those who are already in try. Or to qualify, want to qualify yeah. for age group. Um, qualifications very much of if you, uh, depending on what age group you're in, of course. I mean, some of them are like phenomenal. I mean, like yours. <laughs> when you say phenomenal, you mean competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenally lots, lots, competitive. Lots in their age group. Yeah, yeah. lots and some incredible yeah. talent, even at even at older age groups. You know. I mean, I look at, even in my age group, which is getting on. You're <laughs> um, allowed to say it. <laughs> uh, um, a runner I came across in my age group who 
who was uh, we, it was a qualifier at Leeds, and uh, his ten k time was like forty four. Mm. I mean, I can't get anywhere near that. Yeah. You know, that is a phenomenal run. You know, yeah, for somebody of my age. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these are the these are the people you find. There isn't many in the country that you know it are exceptionally quick mm. they're usually um in different races aren't they but yeah. um but yeah just give it a go into it really enter enter for um um for a qualifiers and then go from there really and it's just do your best yeah that's all you can do yeah it? and often it's not you look you'll maybe look at the start list and think you'll see some names crop up time and time again mm. and you'll see some that you know are way quicker than you are, mm. but they're maybe not entered the qualifier. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to qualify because of so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. But then you find that they're actually only racing. They're not looking to qualify. Yeah. Because they don't want to go to where the competition is Absolutely. Or yeah. final or whatever's been Yeah, held. so you yeah. could end up actually yeah. being his first qualifier. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know, a good point. Actually. A lot of people make that mistake, you know, and, uh, and think, oh, I'll never win that. No point in me entering that. Yeah. But then if their name's not on the qualifying list. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Just put your tenner in and see what happens. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's yeah, all it's it got... is. £10 to. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. then just do your best. Yes. And you never know. No, you don't. Yeah. You might. And of course, you can pick your events. Of course. You know, um, you. I think that's quite a strategic thing, though, isn't it? That's quite key. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do it. Mm. Um, uh, I've come across that a lot. Um, specifically for it to areas, as some of the people from the big cities, you know, they do find these little outlying events mm. where there's maybe very li little competition, if mm. you like, just to qualify. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is fine. You can only race who's there. That's it. You can only <laughs> yeah. you can only beat who's in front of you. That's all you Indeed. can do. Indeed, yeah. With everybody. So. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Cool, good. Um, what resources? And it could be books, could be podcasts, could be videos. Did, have you used over the years? And would you recommend for people listening? From a personal point of view, yeah. um, the swim training has been critical for me mm. because. I wasn't a swimmer. Yeah. Um, period. Um, Steve Johnson will tell you that. <laughs> I used to wonder on how he could swim crawl, you know. Um, and so beyond that, I've used, I've had one-to-ones mm. with coaches. Mm -hmm. um, not many, but yeah. I think um, one is sufficiently, if they point you in the right direction, because there is a limit to what you can achieve in a short time. Yeah. And you know that, Richard, don't you? It's like, you know, when they're telling you to change something, it takes, it's taken me three years to change, you know, yeah. um, because you get into a way of swimming. Mm. And, and I think that really is the most critical. Yeah. Um, cycling, bike fit, yeah. I would say, mm. within certain parameters. Mm. Um, I, every bike fit, I think I've had two bike fits in my time, and they were both different um it's a bit like coaches bike fitters are the same they've all got an idea of how you should be yeah i don't know whether you've found that but i've i've found that definitely i've had like you i've had a few and um they've, they've all been different and I've, after listening to quite a lot and 
researching about bike fits that they recommend that you should have a bike fit every year. They, they do, yeah. I don't, but... Well, no, uh, I don't either. Because I think you find uh, parameters where you yeah. think, oh, I'm maybe just a little bit on the seat or yeah. or, or, or a little bit up or down or yeah. backwards or forwards. Or, and that's the usually the bit that you adjust the most, isn't yeah. it? Because it's the easiest, yeah. you know. I think if you... Stem length, I will say, um, I've played around with stem lengths mm. um, and I'm now, as I get older, I'm getting a bit shorter... Um, I'm not laying down so much as I used to. I don't find it so easy. Yeah. Um, over over the nine years that I've been doing it, mm. I've definitely come, become a little bit more upright. I yeah. will say that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that happens with age. Oh yeah, well, it's yeah. all these things, isn't it? It's yeah. like flexibility and your body changes. Yeah. And it, yeah, there's things it does. You're best yeah. well in the world you can't do that you used to be able to do Indeed. five, ten years ago. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. We all we all have got that look to look for. Yeah. Don't we? So I've lifted uh, handlebars slightly, maybe three, two or three spaces, mm. and uh, shortened my stem length a bit to what I used to be. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that. Um, Never done any bike, never had any coaching from a bike point of view. No. Um, and the only running coaching I've had is from other members and of the club, yeah, of the yeah. club, really. Yeah. Who you will find are, I mean, most most members will, if they'll help, they will do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the point of being in the club, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so my Achilles heel really was swimming, yeah, you know. Yeah. What, um, did you? I mean, just going back to the the question, what resources have you used, sort of like, from from books and things and mm, not being a great reader, no. I will admit. Yeah, yeah. Um, mainly YouTube, YouTube. I would say. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's loads on there. Isn't there? So much information yeah. and a lot of conflicting information. Well, as with everything, you know, that's you know. But you find, you know, there again, you find what suits you, don't you? Yeah. And um, you know, running was quite interesting. I found on YouTube. Um, mainly um, your attitude is it attitude your physical attitude mm -hmm. when you when you're upright or just leaning slightly sure. forwards yeah that was something I came across that I didn't realize yeah. and when you think about it if you don't lean forward you don't you don't run do you no <laughs> you've no, you got to have that you can't lean tilt forward on you and, and, and go. yeah and I found I was yeah. running slightly upright, or yeah. like maybe you're, but then again, changing it, it's so difficult, because you... Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like people say, oh, you, you're heel striking, and yeah. you should be running on mid-foot or front foot. But That's right, so oh, yeah. So, so difficult Very change. difficult, yeah. Very because you've run all your life, haven't you, the way you run, and it's like... Yeah. really takes... And it's going back to that, I guess, swimming is, is pointing in case. You, you've got to read... Oh, sorry, we were talking about the, the pedal stroke as well, weren't we? Yes. You know, it's going back to that. You've yeah. really got to focus and, and hone and, skip, you know, learn and... Absolutely. And, and just yeah. and your body, Yeah, your body practice. learns, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's muscle memory, really, isn't it? It is. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, yeah. But achieving muscle memory in any... If, no matter what you do, it's, mm. it's difficult. Yeah. And we all do it eventually yeah. because, and probably we don't realise we're doing it. Yeah. You know, but it is one of those things. But yeah. other than that, you look at other athletes on you know the television, like the Browners, as you said, and Blumenfeld and people like that, and you think, how on earth do they go that quick? <laughs> they just well, it's like everything, every sport, the cream of the crop, isn't it? You know, you can yeah. you can only aspire and just look in awe, and that's it. And yeah, that's. 
But I mean, I must admit, my mentality, I was talking to somebody about this the other night. Um, and they were saying, they asked me actually, how do you keep motivated, mm. you know? And I said, well, to be perfectly honest, I'm 26. Yeah. I'm not the age I am, yeah. I'm 26, you know? And I'm looking at people in the other lanes when I'm swimming and thinking, why can't I swim as fast as that? You forget all about, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, none of us... Rightly or wrongly. Yeah. Well, no, I think know. it's just a natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. None of us, like... It's not admitting that you're as old as you are, but you just don't think. No, I don't think you, that way. You know. Yeah, I don't think that you don't way. Think, I must oh, admit. God, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I can't do that. I'm in me. I'm in me fifties. <laughs> I'm in me sixties. I'm in me seventies. I can't do that. Well, but that's people's attitude, isn't it? They get to a certain age, and they think, yes. well, I can't do that because yeah. society pretty much says, well, you should be doing that. Yeah, no, that's age. right. Yeah, what, absolutely. What are you doing? Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? absolutely. And that's yeah. why, like people yeah. like you, uh, are so inspiring to to us and have been for years because Ooh. you keep going and yeah. you, you know you you sort of like led the way in the first place but just to watch you keep going is an inspiration for us to do well actually it can be done and you're all the better for it yeah so I must admit we've, we've got to keep doing it yeah I mean age never enters into yeah. it for me I think that's um, such a good attitude to have I, I, I yeah I'm lucky really I inherited it from my mother my yeah. mother was just the same yeah. you know and uh she was still working when she was 96, mm. you know, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, um, so, yeah, all in all, very lucky. That's good. Um, and lucky to stay injury-free, really, yeah. you know. I think that's the key, isn't it? Absolutely, key part yeah. trying to stay injury-free. Yeah. I know you've sort of answered this final question already, because you'd, you'd mentioned about what you want to do your uh, um, cross yeah. tries and... Uh, you ski, what what are the is it cross try for skiing as well is that no what's that call it winter triathlon winter triathlon yeah. yeah but longer so that's like probably next year so longer term what would you what would you like to do what's your goal I suppose what's the big goal that you if um, you could set yourself a big goal a big goal is to keep doing what I'm doing Richard I'll be honest yeah. you know. Um, if the opportunity arises where I'll maybe try middle distance, yeah. if I think I could stay that distance, mm. then I'll do it. Yeah. You know, um, it certainly isn't off the radar, yeah. but um, um, I would. Uh, my big issue with that would be the run. Yeah, I can manage the rest. You know, um, the swim and the uh, the bike mm. is not a pr big problem, but the run. Not being a natural runner, I'll be the first to hold my hands up and yeah. say that. You know, do you, do you find out of all three, then that's the that's the one that you struggle with the most? For me, yes, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, uh, when I first started, I thought it'd be the swim, mm. but it's definitely the run. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, um, although I've changed, like you have, changed my swim style a bit now, whereas I'm not probably exerting so much effort yeah um but i've always found the run especially after doing a hard swim and a hard bike my yeah. bike's always been my stronger part mm -hmm. out of the three really mm -hmm. um that's where i gained my time um and but i put so much into it that yeah i'm not being a natural runner you you know you're you're struggling to start with really yeah. you know yeah maybe that's something you need to look at then Definitely going forward, not putting as much out 
Yeah, somebody else has said that to me. And, yeah, and, you know, as don't easing, put so much effort in. Back off, and that gives you a bit more. Yes, indeed. Run. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you ever so much um, for your time. I that's, think that's a, a great place to land it. Absolute pleasure. Are you all right about it? Everything? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Happy? Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that's it, really. Ah, uh, thanks, John, for coming on. Um, absolutely love that. Um, it's a pleasure as always to be in your company and uh, I learnt a few things there that I didn't know about you and uh, hope I'm like John at, at that age and uh, still full of life and still want to try new things um, yeah really really enjoyed it so on to the lifestyle hack um, and this episode we've got yoga nidra and like I said earlier I do yoga at least three or four times a week and and some of the benefits of doing this um, have been stated as anyone can do it basically uh, from children up to seniors it's easy to follow for any any age um, all you all you need to do is lie down basically and listen uh, and even if you can't lie down uh, on the floor you can still do the practice seated so they reckon you can't practice yoga nidra incorrectly because um, it's just a relaxed state and it's easy to incorporate into your everyday life so you pick a time when you've got 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes up to an hour if you want or as long as you like um, and, and just Find a find a YouTube video like I've done and, and just get on with it. Uh, it's a simple way to reduce your stress. And I feel really refreshed after I've done it. So, yeah. So have a look at that. Give it a go. And um, that's our lifestyle hack of this episode. So that's it for another episode. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to leave a message or a thumbs up... Um, or actually subscribe, just head over to Apple Podcast and uh, give us a rating and it helps us um, to get the podcast out to more like-minded people. And um, if you want to get in touch, you can email us at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at amp underscore 1967. We're on Facebook at ampgb and we're on Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast, and we've got our own YouTube channel, which is Amp GB. And like I said, if you'd like to get in touch, drop us an email at Age Group Multisport Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's about it for another episode. We shall see you next time, and don't forget, stay safe, keep training, and love the process. 